0: Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast, where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is what have we learned after doing 100 fucking episodes of this podcast? <laughs> friends i'm natasha chandel and you're listening to kind of dating holy shit
1: wow
0: before (laughs) i uh jump in it's a full house today everybody introduce themselves hey guys
1: it's me aisha renee holden how y'all doing (laughs)
2: i'm jenna i'm the associate producer (laughs) (laughs)
3: I'm Adam Pineless, I'm the audio engineer.
0: Oh my God, everybody's here to celebrate our 100th episode. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I can't believe this is like the most committed relationship I've had. Same. Right? Yeah. Aisha and I have been doing this from day one. Yeah. You. TBT. Legit have been, like, (laughs) through it all with me. (laughs) Right. Um, And we're going to talk about some of it. We're going to talk about some of our favorite guests and um, our favorite moments and awkward moments and just crazy shit that's even happening, even stuff we've learned, because, like, after doing 100 episodes of this, you do start picking up a few things here and there, you know, or it starts making you reflect. So um, more than me, I want to hear what you guys, um, you know, have have been getting from all of this. Uh, But, uh, friends... Firstly, holy shit. I don't know how to say thank you enough um, for sticking with us for 100 episodes of this. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't think Aisha and I expected to keep going this long. I don't know what we expected. (laughs) I don't know. but uh, after work. (laughs) Yeah, and the messages you guys send us all the time and um, the emails and things, guys, it's so heartwarming and it just inspires us every day. And for us to know that, You know, the little bit of what we do makes a difference. Um, I hope you realize you're giving us purpose Mm -hmm. um, as much as you feel like we might be adding some entertainment and even help into your life. So um, once again, as always, if you like what you hear, (laughs) give us a five star review wherever you get this podcast. Um, Shout out to all of our listeners once again who have already sent in reviews and messages we could not be doing this without you. Um, also, follow us on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. Aisha, where yep. are you at? I am at. Aisha says dance
3: across the board. Adam. Uh, I'm Adam Pineless on all social platforms.
2: Jenna. Um, you can tweet at me at the Kind of Dating <laughs> Twitter address. I don't have any personal socials, but. You can think of me fondly,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I'm at Natasha Chandell on Facebook, Instagram, and Natasha underscore Chandell on Twitter. Also, guys, um, before we start, shout out to. a whole other, you know, set of friends and teams that we've had over the years. We've had Meltdown yeah. Comics and um, Gaston and uh, our friends over there who, you know, gave us our first home. Mm-hmm. Mason, who we miss all the time. Mason. Macy, <laughs> um, we love you and thank you for everything. Mackenzie, who was here with us for a little while. Thank you for everything. Um, you know, she's still around the Starburns world, so we we get to see her, and we're glad we have friends around. Um, and Aisha, I mean, sorry, Adam. And Jenna, um, thank you so much. Uh, you know what you guys provide. Like we're just so happy mm-hmm. to have like a full family here. It's like a full house. It is. Thank um, you. <laughs> and and your guys' contribution is is so like I, I I mean I can't I could like couldn't do this without you. So um, thank you, thank you. All right, guys, that's as mushy as I'll get. <laughs> Cooking just became easier. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Get seasonal, simple recipes and pre-measured ingredients so that you can get that dinner at home date just right. It's enjoyable and easy, and you can even do it with a partner. There are three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family, with the option to switch between for when your taste changes, like mine does. I'm always on the run and was shocked at how easy it was to make my salsa verdes enchiladas. I'd never have tried that on my own, but with everything delivered to me, there was no stress at all and super delicious. Take advantage of HelloFresh's new 2019 special. Get $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash dating80 and use a promo code dating80. It's like getting eight meals for free. That's HelloFresh.com slash dating80 and use a promo code dating80 for $80 off your first month.
3: All right, audio is rolling. And then five, four, three. Maybe we should include this part of, you know, a little (laughs) behind behind the the scenes scenes of (laughs) Of what
0: happens (laughs) when Jenna counts us down. Um, Well, no, actually, it is funny because this is part of the the behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees is like Jenna and Adam will constantly give me break messages. They'll be like, take a break now, take a break, now, take a break now. And I'm like, I'll still go on for like 10 more minutes. And they're like, yeah. take a break. Now. Then
2: I'm also never sure if if I've missed Adam giving you a signal, if I should give you a signal. And Double then I don't want to be pushy if he just signaled you and then I signal you a minute later. And you're yeah. just like chill out, people. (laughs) And if
3: we're getting like really, you know, into the meat of a story or something, you certainly don't want to interrupt that either, you know. Yeah, and that's what tends to happen, but it's so funny
0: because Uh, When I worked at MTV, we used to do this show called Rap Fix Live and Sway used to be the host. And it would always happen that way where we'd be like, Sway, rap, and he would just keep going. And you're like, "No, rap, and he would just keep going. (laughs) But it's because like he knew where he needed the conversation to go. So he had to. um, And so that's sort of, guys, if you, you know, I know some people might think we wing this. I don't know. But. (laughs) None of this is winged. No, no, every episode is researched. I come in with questions all the time. We have points. We discuss shit. Um, So sometimes I just need to finish. (laughs) It's not going to happen in the next segment. I know. Right. Well, (laughs) Tasha's a pro guy. She knows what's up. It's all good. Um, I want to jump. Okay. We've had a lot of crazy moments on this show. Do you guys have any favorite guests? (laughs) Wendy Walsh. (laughs)
1: There's been so many good ones. Um, few that stood out to me in my
2: grandmother's age in 1950 the average length uh well the cost of sex was a wedding mm. and the average length of time from first time meeting to um Uh, from first-time meeting to altar was about six months.
4: Mm. Uh,
2: Then in my generation, in the 1980s, we had the three-date rule. It was
5: three very expensive dinner dates in order to obtain sex. Uh, Today, sex can be had for the barrel-bottom price of one well-worded text, right? Yeah. So the question is, even in a—so we have a high supply. There's too much sex out there. It's too
2: available to everybody. So even when there's a bumper crop of tomatoes and the price of tomatoes goes down to one cent a head— there's still a market for one organic heirloom artisan tomato who sells for two bucks. Mm. What are you going to be in the mating marketplace?
0: Well, she just fucking told
2: all of us.
1: Way back in the day, we've got Mr. James Tyson. Oh, my God. That was episode always seven. The good. one I still to this day love this episode. It's just so cool hearing A guy in particular, like really talk about how special it is to find that one person and just like the way him and his wife communicate and the way they fight is so, you know, it's just you can learn so much from
0: that. I remember they fought on email
1: via email. Yeah. They're like, no, we need to take time and then sort of write it out which yeah. I really appreciate
0: because everybody thinks like and it was a good example of everybody thinking like oh well you must be able to you must talk it out yeah. when you're angry and he's like no, no you don't just figure out your way mm-hmm. like whatever works for you you yeah. know um he was also so fucking zen
1: so zen yeah it was such a chill day i remember that it was just like we
0: <laughs> came in and it yeah. was I, I didn't even sure if i believe in the one and then i was like shit I do. <laughs> you're so fucking romantic about it so romantic about it um, um what about you so guys lovely.
2: Uh, I really loved having Caitlin Durante and Jamie Loftus on. So funny. Yeah, from the Bechtel cast. Mm-hmm. Um, they did an episode about uh, how movies affect your love life. Yeah. And it was really great to hear them deconstruct the rom com and the Disney, and how from day one, as little girls, we're kind of brought up with a very specific picture of. Mm-hmm how life is supposed to go for us and how that affects how we approach our potential partners.
5: There's a thing that happens in movies that we come across all the time, which is we call it the surprise kiss, Mm. where men, usually men, sometimes it's it's gender swap, but it's usually men just laying one on a woman without checking in with her first Mm -hmm. to see if maybe she was interested in receiving a kiss just like full-on surprise kissing her and uh that's behavior that's not okay totally but we see it time and time again and, and in movies it's usually framed as like a really huge romantic gesture so like things like that people see on screen and then it influences mm-hmm. you especially if you're like a young impressionable person yeah, so right. a guy and a girl will end up together but there's no there's been no basis for their relationship mm. it's just like they're near each other and they're both attractive so they are gonna end up yeah, kissing. Right. yeah but <laughs> yeah. the and it's usually because the female character is so underdeveloped that we don't know anything about her mm. so therefore we don't understand why the male hero would like her but yeah. that's not something that's like yeah considered because yeah. it's just like well she's hot so he right. loves her
2: uh, i also really liked having dr eris humor on. oh my god yes yep and uh, she was on for an episode where she talked about the process
0: communication model. Oh yes, yes. like are you an imaginer? Are you a rebel? Yep. That changed our shit. Yeah, Aisha and I went to the a retreat with her after. Yeah, and oh my god, like I can't look at people the same way anymore. Oh yeah, because like I know. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I like that. That episode was great food for thought. I remember I called my sister afterward. I was just like, oh. like I have a total. New understanding of the way
0: I you know communicate with other people yeah. and shared with her all the mm-hmm. all the knowledge <laughs> yeah you know and so even uh, and guys shout out to our friends at how stuff works uh bechdel cast we've had um the girls from uh, ethnically ambiguous we've had uh the guys god why is it oh daily zeitgeist mm-hmm. um thank you so much for being on uh that one was so funny and also guys do you know Jenna has a movies and film uh newsletter she sends oh,
1: my that so i
0: could see that episode like singing to you um because i started getting these these newsletters and i was like what is this and i'm like jenna so i was like look at you with this little oh, that's awesome. side Thank hustle you. she does yes. so much she's plugging me without me even bringing it up <laughs> yeah well i could see how the movie and film like episode would like speak to you yeah because you clearly love watching that stuff with like a yes. watchful eye. So mm-hmm. gives me life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam, what about you?
3: Yeah. Um well I really liked uh the Kaplan twins. Oh, um they God. they were in hilarious and they were um very it was interesting to see the dynamic between the two yeah. and how it like changes um, or, or in some ways they they were similar, and then they thought they were similar, but then they kind of realized no, we're we're pretty different. But then they realized no, actually we're kind of similar, similar. <laughs> you know, like in a lot of ways.
0: Do you ever worry that if you're dating somebody, like, are they into the other person No, too? no, not at all. We, we have, have such, such different, different personalities, types, really. And, and, like, we
2: have different, yeah. like, types of guys that we like different yeah. yeah. And we're so different. We are yeah. really different. And mm-hmm. when people get to know us, they're like, oh, Lexi is the more this one. Allie's the more mm-hmm. that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right? it's never really, I don't think, like, guys are ever really, I mean, obviously a physical attraction sure. is, like, part of it because we look the same right but it's not like oh like which one am I gonna pick yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. like I, I am along with this person right right more right right That's for good. who they are yeah. and
0: then so then growing up or even like at, you know especially as you're maturing and you are starting to date like did you feel like a th- an extra sort of thing to stand out like no no, no not, not really. really you know I mean I mean when we were younger remember also there was that guy, guy that you liked and, yeah, right. and then
2: <laughs> I hooked up with him on purpose just to bother
0: you or piss you <laughs> yeah. off? Wait, what? That was a she, high school. It was like high school, like uh, high school. Stuff. Wait, like tell me, wait, what
3: just <laughs> happened? I also really liked um Rachel and Jade. Oh, um, when they my friend. Yeah. I thought they had a really nice narrative story about how they met and um that was a really great Episode. Oh, uh, they'll like, be so happy it, to yeah.
0: hear that Jade kept hitting me up. He's like, "Do people like it? Do people like it? <laughs> yeah, no, like I definitely did. Like, okay. I thought it was
3: a nice story, and they told it well. So, yeah, 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 they're
0: so good. Yeah,
3: that's Rachel Skidmore and Jade adden Hall. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep. okay. Jade yeah. Jade uh, yeah. Adon Hall.
3: sorry. I'm, no, I'm no, so no I messed yeah. up on.
0: Cam- I I said, it, and he's like my friend for so many years, and I was like, that's. What? I was like, I didn't even know this oh, whole no. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, you should have corrected me a while ago. Yeah. Um, Bitch? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about doing a montage of all the times I say bitch, guys. Um, <laughs> if you want to do one, though, you really should. It'll be really Just funny. for kicks. Um, yeah, I, uh, the Kaplan twins are actually also as part of, like, my favorite moments because there's, like, that um, that bit where... And, guys, this is, like, our, our 99th episode is the Kaplan twins, so it's really funny that that also gets to, like... Every guest, really leave such an impact on yeah. us. Um, and theirs was so funny because we were all cracking up when I was like, you guys into the same guy? No. <laughs> and then they'll both talk about, like, guys that they've hooked up with that are the same. The same, yeah. I'm like, it was like, well, one broke up and then the other ended up with them. I'm like, how could you do that? <laughs> They're so, funny. so
1: um, funny. Oh, one more thing. I do yeah. want to tease an upcoming episode that we literally just did. Yeah. With uh. Kin page. Uh-huh. You guys, it's going to be so good. It's all about making your insecurities your gifts. Yeah. And it's, just, it's really good.
0: I know. If we could, if, <laughs> if that could have counted, that could, that would have counted as one of our favorite episodes just for sure. Ready. Um, For me, I think favorite episodes are probably the most personal ones. Mm. I think having my parents on.
1: Oh, my God. In so two separate fun.
0: episodes was the best for me. I think the, the time I was like, Wow. I, I get to do this once. When do you think I'm going to get married?
3: <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the time phases has come. It, it says that by April 2019, you must get married. From now only it is there. But it is up it to you. If like, I'm hopeless. See, when a uh, good time comes, if people don't take advantage of that, right. time passes with easy... Like,
0: okay, but know. Daddy, can I tell... Can you tell everybody, like, people don't believe me when I say that you once told me that that uh, that I that somebody would have to drag me down the aisle. <laughs> means? You said, means? You said once to me mm-hmm. that... Uh, that I am, was like you, that I would never get married unless somebody dragged me down the aisle. Okay,
3: island. no, that is uh, some um, trait you may have from me.
0: <laughs> My dad came on and he did an astrology episode. And it was so funny because, like, I was also calling him out on shit that, like, he had said. And he, <laughs> he was, like, laughing afterwards because he was like, I never... But you're right. <laughs> um... And then my mom came on for a Mother's Day episode. And one, guys, how many people have hit up my dad for astrology services after this? It's like (laughs) insane. So, yeah, if you want your horoscope read, just hit up my dad. Um, But uh, my mom did the Mother's Day episode and just like advice on moms. And I just kept like I was laughing because she was actually really demure. And my mom is like the biggest, sassiest fucking chick you've ever met like she she came into work one time with me at mtv and all my friends came up to me after and they were like your mom is way like we thought you were funny your mom is way funnier than you and i was like okay and my mom's like walking around like shit talking me to like all my friends i was like really mom um but it was just so great to like have them on the show and like get to i don't know them
3: to see you whatever family You're, you're chronicling part of your family, too, yeah. in the process. You know, yeah. It's kind of a win-win, you know.
0: And I think another one was having my ex on the show. Oh, my God. Which that was he, funny. He hit me up the other day, and he was it's like— brave. Yeah. And he was like, I listened back to our episode. It's a really good one. I'm like, it is a really funny one. Yeah. Um, And I think that was, like, just funny to have somebody who, like, knew me. Yeah. Because I know you guys hear me tell stories, and sometimes it almost sounds like—I don't know if that's real— Um but he was like no no she's literally like a dude and he could say it from like having yeah. dated me um so that was funny uh for me another shout out for me was Laura Clary um that was like episode 3 or 4 mm-hmm. no 3 i think it was or maybe 5 <laughs> <laughs> 3 to 5 guys it was on kissing just cuz she's so fucking funny uh huh she's just fucking hilarious and we did something called a butterfly kiss like with our oh, eyes yes. it was
3: oh yeah, yeah just I insane. It. is
0: that when she saw a guy that she had like hooked
1: up with walk by when we were recording was that her no oh, that okay.
0: was um that was that, was, <laughs> that was funny alexi wasser ah uh, yes and mm-hmm. she then proceeded to tell us uh, the then, story yeah. of his big dick yes <laughs> BDE.
3: The legend, actually. The legend. This is true. The legend. The origin
0: true. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awkward moments. <laughs> I have one that I can definitely, and I won't call the people out because okay. uh, I will be respectful that way. But um, Aisha will remember this. Somebody came in once and literally smelled like a homeless oh, person. I do remember this. Yeah. Like, did not. Um, did not either shower or actually just, just smell like. Right. And I remember being, and, and the person was sitting next to me and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. And what do you do at times like that? Like you can't do anything. back when our room was anything. tiny. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was a meltdown. Yeah. It used to be really hot.
3: Some people are definitely more aware of, you know, yeah. some things like that than others. Yeah, know, yeah, I
0: think everybody in that room was definitely aware of that. Do you think, Aish, were you? I think so. I wasn't, also, I wasn't sure if that's just, like, his, like, style. Like,
1: I think you it know, was or, his style. Yeah.
3: Or maybe he's like, I just ran here.
0: Right. You know. No, it's, I think it was his style. I like think good. he had style. said that, like, it was a pheromones thing.
3: Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: yeah. I do remember talking about I
3: did about date that. um <laughs> someone once who, like, she... Had uh, dreads and she didn't wash them that oh. often. And just at a certain point, I was like, I, I don't I feel like you should be washing them. Like you know, like I, I don't know. I know I'm not part of the the dread culture. There's a yes. whole other culture there that I'm not too aware of. But
0: yeah, no, it definitely t- should it's be tough. washing. Them. Yeah. Um yeah. What do you? Did you guys have any like awkward moments or or times that you were? I mean,
1: this is like another insider situation, but like whenever we literally just experienced it today, when our set gets changed without us knowing oh, yeah. this has happened multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. We'll just come in and everything is topsy turvy all over the place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and that used to happen a lot, a lot. Um, when we were at Meltdown, too. We'd walk in and yeah. and like the studio would just be trashed just before because like apart. there was another podcast and they'd be drinking. Yeah. And, and it's like. okay yeah yeah let's try to tidy up like trying to be professional
1: here we got guests coming in five
0: minutes i know
1: yeah
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah. pay it forward
0: um (laughs) i feel like i have so many awkward moments so you guys go first because
2: i couldn't think of any guest specific awkward moments definitely agree with the studio always come in praying that all the devices <laughs> yeah. are have at least 50 percent charge <laughs> uh all the microphones are working yeah all of our equipment's still here mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who knows yeah. um but for me uh anytime i have to be on mic i think it's awkward just because <laughs> um don't like necessarily being on mic
0: because i don't like the sound of my voice um You know, if it makes you feel better, as as many (laughs) times as I've done this, I don't like hearing my voice back. I don't listen back to episodes. So, guys, when people are like, when people tell me, they're like, oh, you said this. I'm like, I have no idea because I'd never listen back. Like, I'll (laughs) listen back if Adam sends me something and just to check a level or like just to see, like, is a tone okay. But I don't hear what anybody's saying, especially me. Yeah. Um, And you're so fucking good. You're so Ah. smart and thought out. So every time we get you on the mic, I'm very happy. Oh, thank you.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the behind the scenes stuff for me that's a little awkward is like, um, you know, well, even just like like an hour ago or something when we were uh, before we started recording this, you know, we had just recorded a previous episode and. You know, I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, the timestamps are showing up wrong and it looks like we didn't record this. But of course, the time just changed. So our recorder needs to have the clock updated. And that's all it was. Everything was recorded just fine. I was definitely freaking out for a moment. They're like, did we just like waste our guests' time and waste right, everyone's totally. time and effort and have a great conversation that no one will hear, you know? And yeah. fortunately, it's all okay. But, you know, things like that are are kind of my biggest fears. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. And, the, I mean, it's uh, Aisha and I, have, you know, over, fuck, two and a half years of doing this. Wow. All the shit that we've faced of, like, technical issues, wires so not being issues. there. <laughs> like, we've actually had to cancel episodes or, or actually one The only one we had to cancel because somebody just uh, there were the wires weren't, we couldn't find them. And it was like, oh, okay And it was a phoner and we couldn't there was no way to get it done. And so we were like, all right. And uh, I mean, it's just so many things constantly happen where you think you recorded and then it didn't record. And then you're saying a part again and (laughs) things people don't know when you're. um, Yeah. Yeah. I would say another awkward moment for me as as like when I'm hosting is like, you know, I tell guests beforehand or we, we discuss what the topic would be like or mm-hmm. what do they want to talk about? You know, and so I, we try to tailor it around them. Yep. But then sometimes they'll come in and they just want to get something off their chest. And I find that those those ones are so funny to me where we're supposed to talk about a topic and they'll just go into a personal gripe. And then it just the whole episode becomes them just venting. Yeah. And and then I'm trying to, like, bring it back to, like, what the topic is. And they're just venting. And it still ends up being super entertaining because, like, we'll we'll work our way around it. But but I'm like, all right, well, that just didn't. Yep. Turn out the way I thought. <laughs> and actually, one episode I used to remember, there's only one episode ever that we've recorded but never used.
1: Sure, do remember.
0: And, uh, and that was a comedian. And it's been like my, it was a good learning experience because it was early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, it was supposed to be on mixed signals, which guys will still do one day. Okay, <laughs> um, But he ended up making it into a stand up set
2: oh, instead of yeah, just I'm having trying. a discussion.
0: Maybe. And so it it kept being like saying something and then he'd try to find the Mm punchline. And it was like, oh no. Or trying to take a conversation this way, but he just kept going back to his set. Um, And so eventually when we heard it back, I was like, I don't think this is usable. So it's the only one actually in the kind of dating vault. Hmm. Interesting. Um, (laughs) But uh, you guys mentioned something that is sort of also... Like, would you count some of these things that you that go happen behind the scenes as like your best and worst? (laughs) What's okay? So, friends, you don't know this, but we record the podcast on Sundays um, between 12 to 2. um, And we pre-bank episodes because, you know. Life happens, and we try to stay ahead of it, and I, I tend to travel a bit, so we, we bank stuff. Um, Ayesha, what were the days we did it before? I feel like—did we ever do a Saturday, or was it earlier? We might
1: have done, like, a Saturday, but before, it was Thursday nights.
0: Oh, yes. it was after Fuck, work. it used to be Thursday nights, yeah. and then it was, like, 11 a.m. or something. I feel like yeah. there was some time that we were doing it at Meltdown at 11 a.m. Yeah. hmm On a um, weekend, though, right? On, on a weekend, weekend. yeah. because
3: yeah. I was like, yeah.
0: No, but— <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it sucked because I oh, like I always came hungover. Yep.
4: Oh, yeah. Because it was, and I'm
0: pretty sure it was always a Sunday. And so it was like Saturday night. And I've had to eventually be like, I can't drink <laughs> because it hurts so much. Yeah. To do a podcast the next day hungover yeah. and trying to like yeah. make sense of people and like have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's definitely my worst yeah. thing about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That it's on like the weekends. <laughs> that and, it like, is yeah. on
1: a Sunday for me morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. I am still drunk most of the time.
0: So true. <laughs> this. So true. Yeah. <laughs> I always I'm like, what would be the best day to record this? Because like a weeknight is shitty because of traffic. Because guys, yep. we record in L.A. So yeah. it's like Aisha lives yeah. like a w- ways away. So I'm like, fuck. Sad, baby. And then it's like, <laughs> do you want to do a Saturday? But <laughs> Saturday not. is like your one fucking yeah. off off day. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like Sunday is sort of the only But then You also don't want Sunday evening because Sunday
3: evening yeah. is no, like you you're winding
0: down. So it just ends up being Sunday in the day and Yeah.
3: I feel like that's the time though that like most people in LA usually are more available. Because like, you know, people yeah. who are working on like, you know, a movie or a TV show. One thing I didn't know until I started working on those out here is that like you don't really get to know well, I when I was in Florida, which is where I'm from originally. Mm-hmm you always would be getting a job here or there and you'd have to go that day because that's the day of the shoot. Mm -hmm. And that's just it. But out here, everything is much more on a schedule, usually Monday through Friday. I'm not saying that there aren't variances. You know, I did one thing that shot at a school on Sundays. So that was Tuesday through Sunday shoot, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But for the most part, I think a lot of things like that, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see the the, it helps with the workflow, totally, out here, especially because yeah. the guests are also a lot of times on that That's same what I workflow. Mean, yeah. yeah. They
0: tend to be more available than yep. versus like a weekday night mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. What are your guys like? What's your what's your favorite part and the, the best part and worst part of doing the podcast? Uh, best part
2: for me is meeting so many different people because like, you know, today we had on Ken Page, who's a psychotherapist. But yep. then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Kaplan twins on who mm-hmm. are. Um, Instagram artists and influencers. And so you get a wide variety of viewpoints Mm -hmm. and can really get outside of your own mindset. Absolutely. Then I guess the worst would be, you know, they're only 45, 50 minute episodes. So we really only scratch the surface of our topic. It could be a drop in the bucket because a lot of the topics you can write whole like disrotations on Mm -hmm. and like really deep dive into it.
3: Some of our guests have, yeah, yeah. 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 exactly yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: exactly, um so it's it's kind of crazy how like it can really get you thinking about something, but there's the opportunity to learn so much more mm-hmm. uh, after you've become aware of it,
0: yeah, so
2: true,
3: yeah, yeah, I definitely have heard a lot of people like mention certain things they went through, and I remember back and you know sometimes on I'm, I'm on both sides of that fence, you know, like, oh yeah, in that case, I was you know. Kind of, you know, maybe it was because I was unsure of what I want or maybe it was because of, you know, where I where I was in life or something like that. But for whatever reason, you know, it's like, oh, OK, now that hindsight, you know, they say is 2020 or something. So it's like, OK, yeah. now I can see, you know, where I either did that wrong or should have done that instead or, you know, things like that. So,
0: um, yeah, no, totally. I that's mean...
3: give. That's been very eye opening to hear that a lot of people experience these same things in varying degrees. And also, like, when I started dating, it wasn't yet a thing where there were, like, a lot of apps and things Mm. like that. So... You know, it was very different. Like everyone was on like OK Cupid or Plenty of Fish, which was the other like free sort of dating website. You know, and a lot of people use that. And I felt like it was more conversational based mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But yeah. you know, I anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, but it's been very interesting to sort of see how that has changed too. Like because now that apps are a huge thing, like there's different niche apps that that have specialties. You know, and yes. and oh, this is the one where the females can control. You know, <laughs> uh, you know things which you know in a lot of ways is better because then as a guy you're like okay I know she's actually interested in me you know yeah. which is nice you know that would have been cool like a long time ago you know or something <laughs> you know yeah,
0: yeah, rather yeah, than right.
3: just sending things out into the void which is what it feels like a lot of the time yeah yeah what's
0: the worst part
3: uh the worst part
0: he's like I have a list like, yeah I I I I I a I yeah list sorry of yeah but I
3: hate yeah no <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here I always I mean, I don't know, really. I I just I always feel like generally I always wish I had another day of the week. Like, yeah, yeah, just one more day to really get what we need done and make sure everything is the best it can be and just be like, good work. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know if that really counts as a worse thing. No, yeah, yeah. it's
0: it's a it's definitely a personal struggle. I mean, I feel like I go through that all the time. Like I'm rushing every week to get research ready for Sunday and and. Half the time I'm like waking up in the morning before a Sunday, like before I record just to prep. And I'm like, fuck, I wish that there was more time.
3: Yeah. Or like, I mean, and it's funny, too, because these things hit you at weird hours. Like there was (laughs) like the first time I posted one of our episodes online or something. I remember I woke up at like 3 a.m. and when it was set to post and I was watching it, I'm like, it didn't show up. What's going on? And I emailed Natasha and I'm like, you know, it's like 3 a.m. on Pacific Coast because, you know, that's like roughly 6 a.m. on the East Coast or that is 6 a.m. on the East Coast if we're going by science um <laughs> but uh do yeah but like you know and, and then she's like oh well it's because of this one thing so then we fixed it it was no big deal yeah. but it was just kind of like okay well i thought i had really messed up but luckily it was all fine so yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you know it's,
0: i know it's
1: always it's that 3 a.m freak out shit. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: you know? all the time yeah
0: <laughs> what about you,
1: Aish? Um, well, as I said, worst is definitely being awake on Sunday. <laughs> just yep. being awake at all <laughs> is hard. But best, I mean, like Jenna said, it's been so cool learning from different people, hearing different opinions, similar opinions, and yeah. just, yeah, getting out of your bubble and learning about different people. And it's just been really cool working with you and seeing you every Aww. weekend. <laughs> you <know? laughs> We've both like, grown so much since when we started this. We've been through like God knows how many jobs. Yeah. You know, boys, career change, whatever. Yeah, and it's just, just been, life. Yeah.
0: And how many times we've we been partying together on a <laughs> yeah, Saturday yeah. Night we're like, hi, before hi. we're coming back here see on you a tomorrow. Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: like I'm say, I'll see you in the morning. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> no, you're like a you're like a little sister to me, and I'm oh. so happy I get to do this with you. And Same. and watching you grow has been amazing. Cause like Aish didn't do she didn't a co host really no, before yeah. and you used to help with social media mm-hmm. stuff, but you're so great on camera. You have and such an amazing voice and you're so smart and much better person than me. So So it really uh, it's like the world needed you. Um, I would say this this doesn't count as like a worst moment, but it's fun fact for people. um, Life happens around this podcast. Mm
4: -hmm. And
0: and like I remember that. Uh, we recorded the Sonny Leone episode. I think that was, I don't know, one of the early ones. Yeah, early um, Episode seven or something, maybe. Um, and I just broke up with my ex the night before, the mm-hmm. one I was living with. And so, and mm-hmm. I remember I was bawling, bawling, bawling. And I had to come in because it was this big celebrity episode and we couldn't cancel it and yeah. I wasn't going to. And so I came in, like, just put a shit ton of makeup on. And just had to like yeah. roll with it, and wasn't even sure if I should talk about it yet because I wasn't. I was like, I don't know, will we get back yeah. together? What are, you know? It was just yeah, so, it and it, and we were like happened. living yeah. together, yeah. so it was like the biggest sort of like thing for me. Um, but like that happens. Like life is always happening as we're doing. Yep. This, and I'm sure it's for all you guys too, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like shit's just going on. Um, but I think I think it's a same like consensus with everybody I think it's definitely made my life better yeah um I also have loved like I take pride and I feel like our podcast has like some of the best guests that's I'll just fucking say that because (laughs) I feel like we have such a range of guests yeah not just like a certain type But, like, we say we talk to cool guests, you know? Mm -hmm. And so everybody is, like, they go from authors to therapists to celebrities to influencers to just... Friends, family. Yeah, friends, family, cool people. (laughs) Like, we have such a different array versus, like, just comedians or just actors or just this, you know? Yep. Um, And I love that about the show because we've also gotten to see people grow. Mm -hmm. Like, we've had... It was so crazy to me. So, like, Prashanth Venkatarajanam. um, (laughs) Took me a long time to say his name. Uh, I think it's like episode 39. He did Peter Pan Syndrome. And now he's the EP co-creator of Patriot Act on Netflix. Um, Our friend Amy Anyobi, who was a writer-producer for Insecure, just got an overall deal at HBO. Um, Laura Clary, who was on, Mm -hmm. was... um, When she came on the podcast, she had three hundred thousand on Instagram within a month and a half of the podcast. It had not related, just happened to be that her videos went viral. She went into like millions. Damn! Wow. And I'm like Dr. Wendy Walsh. Mm -hmm. She became like time person of the year after. And it's just like you see people like fucking doing cool, crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, my God. We had you first. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, one thing I, re- I remember you mentioned when I first met you about the podcast was that it I really like that you know, uh a lot of what we do is based on the, it's the people listening in general, the, all of our listeners out there. Uh you you like us um because a lot of the things we talk about or or they talk about usually, yeah. I'm not usually talking, um, is related to the content, you know, like it's, it's the fact that we are discussing things that everybody goes through that are helpful for many, many situations. And, um, you know, it's not like some podcasts where, you know, oh, okay, this is the guest who's on this week. And, you know, that's great for those podcasts and, and ours, we have excellent guests. I mean, no yeah. doubt. Um, but what's, interesting is that people you know will listen even if they're not too familiar with yeah. the guests because they like the content the topic, and then they come to right. know the guest yeah. from that which yeah. I think is really remarkable because a lot of podcasts don't have that kind of draw you know it's a content yeah. thing which is really cool right
0: yeah it's a it's a interesting you know we've talked about this obviously internally but we have a you know you guys as listeners um Listen to our back catalog a lot mm-hmm. where most podcasts, it's like your whatever is the episode of that week is your highest listened episode. Um, and for us, we get tons of listeners in our back catalog every week because
3: yeah. they're so helpful. Yeah, because yeah. they're
0: just going through and finding like a topic that ap- mm-hmm. that appeals to them versus this guest or. Right. Uh, and that was something that like when uh, I remember when I was creating it, it was very. um I made that concerted effort to be like, I I don't want this to be like a current affairs thing where we're going to talk about in one episode, three topics. And you're going to have to scroll through the episode just to hear the shit that you want to talk about Mm -hmm, or hear for 10 minutes. Instead, I wanted to be like, let's just do a deep dive into one. And this way people can like pick and choose What appeals to them. And then you don't have to listen to the other shit (laughs) because I don't like listening to other shit. Yeah. Um, And I think that's.
3: And even in choosing the subjects that I've always thought you're very good at picking out something that people can excitedly elaborate on, you know, Mm -hmm. something that people can say, you know, I do have a lot to say about that. And maybe you already had an idea of what the person might be great to talk to about. Or maybe they brought something to the table saying, you know, this is what I would like to talk about or something like that. But it's very uh, I, I find that very impressive I I like that a lot
0: yeah Yeah. we we kind of do it both ways with people we'll ask them Mm -hmm. um what do you want to talk about and then they'll give me some sort of like feedback of the shit that they want and then uh and then I'll try to like tailor it around to them and sometimes they're like I'm open to anything and then I'll be like all right well I have a list (laughs) that I try to keep of of topics I think are interesting because you know as we're going around life like I'll remember something yeah Or somebody says something, I'm like, oh fuck, because I have a bad memory. I'm like, write it down. Um, And then I like go back and use that as like a thing. Yeah. So I'm glad that that reads. Yeah. Um, What are your favorite moments?
1: um, Some of my favorite moments are when we went to LA Comic Con. That was so cool. Yeah. (laughs) We did a live episode, guys. It was crazy. We were all over the place, it was scrappy. And
0: people were what I loved about that was like it was our first time doing a live panel. Yep. And the audience started shouting answers. Yeah. And I don't think that happens at these panels because it's Mm. usually just like quiet and people are listening. But because it's dating. Yeah. They were screaming out answers. Yeah. And I and so we ended up like using that Mm -hmm. as part of the episode because I couldn't ignore them. Right. And so we just started talking to the audience also, which wasn't planned. Exactly. But it was it was a pretty packed house. Yeah, I
1: was going to say I was I wasn't sure anybody was going to show up because, I mean, it was Comic-Con and we're talking about dating. Like, what?
0: And like people came and had things to say. And it was really cool. That was with Octopimp and Cecily Jenkins, Mm -hmm. who are YouTubers. Um and Octopimp is a gaming YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did Is It Safer to Date a Nerd? Mm. <laughs> Which then yeah. the the audience pointed out to me, they're like, There's a different right. thing. And that was and the whole geeks. thing. Right. And it turned into like this whole fucking yeah. debate about nerds versus geeks. There you go.
3: <laughs> There's all kinds of definitions for things. Yeah. yeah. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: At the end I was like, You guys are saying this, this is not me. Right. So
1: right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: So um, what were some of your other ones? Um,
1: also, uh, you mentioned earlier the PCM retreat process communication oh, yeah. model retreat. Um, again, just like you were saying, I look at people so differently now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I obviously haven't mastered it yet, but I've definitely done what I can to sort of at least recognize, you know, yeah, people's the way they speak and how they're trying to come across
0: yeah I'm trying so hard because like with you know part of the retreat they gave you sort of a like a bio of who you are and like kind of the areas um, of the six personality types you need to work on so for mine it was like persister and the rebel I needed to work on in myself right so like being more spontaneous and I was like oh shit so I'm like really trying actively Mm -hmm. to like do that and think less because I'm such a thinker by far. Right. Um, But shout out to Dr. Aris Mm -hmm. because she's our most uh, visited guest on the Kind of Dating podcast and she's fucking brilliant. She's a boss. (laughs) And she's so kind. Yeah. And and yet so smart. And I think the episodes, guys, she did with us are Red Flags. We have one on... Addiction and codependency. Yeah. Um, and then she came on for love addiction and communication mm-hmm. style. So she just dropped a lot of knowledge on us. Yeah. 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 What about you guys?
2: Uh ditto on Dr. <laughs> Aris. She's great. Um, really, really loved the process communication stuff. Then
4: mm-hmm.
2: I think overall, like favorite moments, really every episode has like, I guess we'll share something more personal and then we can boil it down to something like a universal principle, Mm -hmm. like the episode takeaway. And I really love those moments because it gives someone, gives a listener like a concrete idea to walk away with, to kind of like shape their understanding of the episode around and then maybe apply to their own lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really love those moments. Uh, It's great to hear you guys talk about the live episode because it would be Amazing to do something like that again yeah. in the future, like the audience engagement, mm-hmm. people shouting out. <laughs> so it's exciting.
0: I mean, that's something we've talked about a lot, too, right? It's like going to colleges and maybe doing town halls or doing like, yes. uh, I don't know, I've thought about it, UCB and stuff. So yeah. friends, if you're listening and you have any ideas, please like let us know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and just so you know, I just got a Comic-Con professional badge uh, approved. Yes. So, so now I'm a yes. professional. Before that, I was not. I did not know anything I was doing. But now I'm in.
0: Now so, you know. Yeah, yeah. The badge <laughs> gave you everything. It's, that's MVP. all it
3: is. Yeah. Hilarious.
0: What about you, Adam?
3: Um, I mean, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of things I like in each episode. I think that one of the things that I always resonate the most with is when... But one of the things that I really enjoy the most is when someone is telling a story and sometimes I get chills mm-hmm. like when they say something that just seems a lot more similar to something that I had gone through mm-hmm. a long time ago like when I was dating in my uh you know twenties i'm thirty two now so I'm not like you know, like like super like old or anything, but like you know, I it was a while ago, and it's interesting too because sometimes like I'll f- have forgotten things from like the past, and I'll be like, oh yeah, like that is sort of what was going on there, and it gives insight into that, you know, uh, which I really enjoy. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you kind of took my my moments from me. I should Sorry. no, okay. we we mentioned, it, but, <laughs> and that was uh, Stan Lee's LA Comic Con. That's yes. the one that we mm-hmm. we we. When to um, thank you to Guest on and Meltdown Comics for having us there. What are some of the best lessons you've learned? I have so many over, <laughs> you know, yeah. or just like made me think about things. Um, I have to shout out Dr. Wendy Walsh. Yep. <laughs> the one time
1: uh-huh.
0: I was left speech, I-, I had nothing to say. Yeah. And hers was the first 90 days. And I think we've had this quote up on our Instagram, guys, on uh, at Kind of Dating. She said, <laughs> and, and it was, it, it was like in this tone of voice too. Artisan, wait, wait, is it, wait, wait? Oh, she goes. <laughs> so see. even when there's a bumper crop of potatoes and the price of potatoes goes down to one cent a head, there's still a market for one heirloom artisan tomato who sells for two dollars. What are you going to be in the dating marketplace?
3: Oh my god! Yeah, that's a good point. And
1: I was yeah. like,
0: oh, oh, shh. and that was her telling us to like increase our worth yeah but but it was also because she was very much about like wait to have sex and Mm -hmm. like make them earn you know yeah you yep and uh, i can't tell I, i can't i can't speak for aisha i wasn't totally sold on her way beforehand but then i was like oh shit you're right <laughs> i wouldn't be an artisan today.
3: well also there's that famous like saying um it's i mean i don't like that it refers to people as cows but there's the cow saying with um you know why would you uh something with the cow but when you get the milk for free or something oh like, yeah uh,
0: yeah yeah that well yeah yeah. The, yeah why is it like why would you milk a cow yeah, why, if you can go get the why would you pay for the cow? I think. Oh yeah, maybe. why would?
2: Yeah, I think that's more something like related that. to a woman's sexual worth,
4: though. Than... <laughs>
2: well, I mean, you know, that's true. But like, I get
3: the the dynamic of like, you know, yes. if you're going out with someone and let's same, say it's the yes. first date and you and you're a guy and you like the girl a lot and she's you know uh, beautiful and yeah, you know, yeah. all that and you want to hook up or something, like, you know, understandably, okay. But as a woman, it's like, well, you probably. You know, you want to make sure that the bar is not set too low. You know, you want to make sure that like, you know, okay, it's because he earned it or because like I really like him or all of the above. You know, it's it's because we're on the same page. Yeah. You know, we're
2: reclaiming that phrase. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I also can't
3: paraphrase things very well. Like every (laughs) now and then I'll be like, you can take a horse to water. But then he's just at the water. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay. That's yeah, not how yeah. that goes.
0: Yeah, 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 it's not how it goes. It's also like so a very funny. age quote. And I feel like yeah. for us as millennials, we're like, yeah. what's that thing That thing about the horse? Why would a yeah. horse go to the river? Where's okay. the, where are you getting a horse from?
1: Why are we
3: taking old advice? Why don't we take new advice for a new generation?
0: Um, what about you guys?
1: I mean, mine is the same. I like literally wrote down the quote and everything. I remember when that when she said that, like the whole room was like, quiet. Like, everybody was like, oh my god. Also, she <laughs> called us out. To be an organic tomato. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, think about that, like, to this day. It's so yeah. real and so true. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, it's good. <laughs>
2: um I think the best overall advice or, like, thing I've taken away from the podcast is how universal, mm-hmm. like, our experiences are. Mm-hmm. Like, We've had so many guests on, and then so many listeners who've written in who are like, "Yes, like mm-hmm. this is me," or like I've experienced this, and you don't realize when you're caught up in your own personal drama or in your own head how everyone else is going through the same thing, yep, um, and then we just talked about it more, then it wouldn't be so scary mm-hmm. and Another saying is, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. And but we never stop to think about if we're already walking in other people's shoes or we're we've walked in mm-hmm. each other's shoes yeah. like a thousand miles already. Mm-hmm. And we should approach people with that same genuine curiosity that we would to a sibling or a family member yeah. who we just automatically know Gets us mm-hmm. and like right. has who like was there from day one
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. just kind of
2: understands. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: even, even compassion around it, right? Yeah. Like yep. that, empathy. Yeah. That people mm-hmm. have all gone through it and, and, uh, you know, Something that I've said is like dating can still be kind and it's okay. You don't even if you didn't like your date with somebody, you don't have to cuss them out and tell them you don't have to belittle somebody and tell them you don't have to reject them with a with a level of fucking fake sense of power. You Mm -hmm. could just say, hey, you are wonderful. I really appreciate you taking time. I'm sorry that I didn't click in the same way. And You don't maybe don't even have to say sorry, but you know what I mean? Like you could just say, "I, I just didn't feel that level or whatever it is for you. Um, and most of the time, people aren't bad about it because if you treat them with respect,
1: yeah. they'll yeah. treat you.
0: But you're right about one thing. What's the one thing I always tell everybody? I'm like, everybody says dating is hard. Yes. Because it's like, people I'll go to Toronto and people will be like, oh, dating is so hard here. I'll get hit up by like 50 year old gay guys who are like, fuck dating from my (laughs) age range is so hard. Then I'll get hit up by like 23 year old college girls from Wisconsin. And she's like, dating for me is so hard. I'm like, dating
4: everywhere is hard.
0: I'll go to India. They're like, fucking dating is so hard. I'm like, it's hard, period, for people. Um, We get in our own way. We do. All the time. I
3: think like one of the key things that I've kind of learned from sort of the overall thing is that everyone needs to try to do their best to step back a little bit and look at themselves and what they want, what their situation is. I know that, like, for me, when I was younger, in my early 20s, it was like I was dating and, you know, I didn't exactly know, like, what I was looking for. Um, I, I was at the time still in Florida and I was like... You know, I knew I'd move out to L.A. at some point, but I was like, you know, at the same time, it's hard to start a relationship if you think there's an end point, you know, and and figuring out life and all that stuff and career trajectory and Mm -hmm, things like that. It's a lot to take in. But when you are, you know, once you kind of figure out generally where you are with that stuff, I think that people can kind of dig into, you know, here's our here's the relationship I'm potentially going to have. Here's the. Uh, either man or woman or whoever it is that, you know, they that you're attracted to. And, you know, you hope that when you look back, you see that they're kind of filling in a lot of the places where you kind of felt like um, you you wanted to kind of have a counterpart, Mm -hmm. Um, not to say that they are filling a void entirely. I mean, it's not to say that you are supplementing something you're missing with them. I, I don't know if that's exactly Yeah, no, I know. I get what you're saying. Like, you're
0: looking for a complementary Yeah. Partner. Like, yeah. I
3: think that it's very important that, you know, a couple, you know, you're both fulfilling equally uh, needs that the other one has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it is a relationship that should, in, in modern days, work both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. in the past, I wish it had worked both ways for more people, you know. Definitely. But I think that people now are a lot more accepting, thankfully, of a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. Yeah. So.
0: Something that, um, you know... Uh, Aisha and I have talked a lot about, like, when we were starting the podcast, too, of, like, not wanting to tell people what to do. Right. And and uh, sharing stories and our perspective and, and even with guests we come on. And unless they're a therapist, we're always, like, we're trying to be cognizant of not telling anybody how to live their life. Um, but telling, like, sharing stuff I wish somebody told me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That was some of this, I'm like, oh, man, I feel like I could have saved myself so much shit. Imagine. If somebody even just said to me something simple as you could love somebody, but not be with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was like life changing for me when I learned that. I was like, oh, I can. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, and I think one of the best piece of advice uh, was from episode four. It was from our most downloaded episode, How to Heal from a Breakup. Mm. And Dr. W- uh, Jody Frank, who... FYI guys was like Jenna she did not want to be on (laughs) mic she was like I don't want to be on I don't want to be on I don't want to be on and I was like trust me like you're amazing and people want to hear you Yes, brilliant episode Mm -hmm. and I I remember um, what she said in it was because I had just come out of my breakup and so I was like you know how are you supposed to not fear what's going to happen or being alone and you know and she was like Um, well, why don't you transfer fear to curiosity? And I remember really applying that shift where she was like, instead of looking in the future and saying like, oh shit, I wonder what's going to happen. She said, look at it like, I wonder what's going to happen. And that little shift like made me feel much more uh, one in control of life and also excited for it versus like feeling like I had to be scared. Of, like, what's the next dating experience going to be? You know, then I started being like, oh, I wonder who I'll meet next. Yeah. You know, like, because of course you're going to meet somebody next. Like, yeah. you always do. Yeah. Um, It always
3: feels like you're not. Like, it always feels like, you know, at the end of a relationship. Like, how could I the ever start back at square one and find someone new and someone who, you know, I care about and I mm-hmm. get and likes the, some of the same things I like mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. Yeah.
0: Is there stuff that you guys have like, and this is me making up this question on the spot because this is what happens? Um, are the there moment. things that you guys like from from doing this or hearing so many stories? Is like, what what are the things you're working on, like in the dating world mm. or life world? Because the one fun thing about this podcast is I feel like it all applies. Yeah, applies to life. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not just a dating thing.
3: Um. I can go. If yeah. Anyone else? Okay. Um. So, like, I know for me, like, one of the things I'm I'm always like juggling a bunch of stuff. Like, whether it's the different, it's usually the different projects I'm doing um, across a number of mediums. And, you know, I appreciate the fact that you know I'm married now. Um, my wife. Uh, she really understands. She's uh, the fucking
4: best. She's thank awesome. you. Thank you.
3: Um, I love her. I know you just saw her at a, a dinosaur party yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: dinosaur bridal yeah, shower. Amazing.
3: Yeah. Um, so, she's
0: stylish as fuck too, guys.
3: Thank you. Aww. Thank you. But she's really good at um, understanding that, you know, with our schedules, you know, sometimes my schedule shifts and sometimes different projects require different things. And I'm very grateful that she has an understanding of that because she has worked in the industry before. Mm-hmm. Um that's a big thing. Like, it really is because, like, I've dated so many people that weren't, in, you know, working in similar mediums. And they're like, "Why? what's with the long hours? I never see you and things like that. And, you know, certainly it helps when you move in with someone and you're living with them. And then you get to see them yeah. every day, even if you are really busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think that's one of the things. You know, I, I was speaking with an editor I know who does a lot of VFX. And he was telling me that um, his you know, one of the issues, you know, that he always is having to battle with is the fact that, you know, the work he's doing is the kind of work that you can always put more time and effort into. You can right. always make it. There's always more to adjust, always more. It's a question of when do you put the pencil down? Yeah. And, you know, I think that a lot of times like with him, like and his you know, wife, you know, everything is going well, but it's 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 that juggle, mm-hmm. you know, because you are juggling your professional and your personal life and your aspirations totally. and the things that you've worked for, you know you know, yeah, um, and you want to keep growing, you know, it, it's just that challenge. So you try to find someone that is a, a good fit. And I like that a lot of the, you know, I hearing how the guests on the podcast talk, you know, a lot of them are in the industry and working, mm-hmm. um doing uh, not all of them, but, you know, a lot of them are this kind of, you know, position and um seeing how they make it work. And there's some like, you know, um, you know, who are, you know, they're Either dating each other, and then that's fine, you know, because they're totally on the same page, then, or, you know, maybe they're just dating other people, but hearing how they relate, I think that's very helpful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I think that from being on the podcast and meeting so many different people and hearing their personal stories and their personal dating relationship stories, I think that's mainly informed me to be comfortable with um, understanding what I want Mm -hmm. and not feeling like I'm obligated to do what I perceive everyone else to be doing Yeah, like out of some sort of like social dance that you have to do in order to fit in Um, like you know I was on that dating apps for a long time but it was going through the motions you know I was much more focused on Or, like, invested in other parts of my life. And then now I'm in a point in my life where I just, like, deleted all those apps. And it was like, don't even think about it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm, like, and I'm much more comfortable with just being okay with what I want in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I've decided that, like, I've always been someone who just wants something really simple. But I'm not going to force it to happen. I'm not, like, obsessed with finding... My husband. Yeah. Um, but ideally, I would like to be married one day. And that seems so conventional for someone in their 20s to want now. But and I say that as like, I feel like that's what's preached in the media mm-hmm. or like on Instagram. You know, people right. they are in throuples or they're not monogamous. Mon- monogamous. Right. Um, but I've decided that, like, it's OK if I want that. Yeah, um, totally. So I think that's mainly what I've taken away from the podcast is everyone is different and um, people who come on podcasts who are genuinely happy are also people who were comfortable with what they wanted um, Mm -hmm. and they went after that.
1: Mm mm-hmm.
0: so. yeah, yeah. And if it makes you feel bad, I feel like you're in the majority of people. Who <laughs> I feel like most people want to get married. I think still so And too. like have kids yeah, and like everybody do. I've met or people who message are always like looking for yeah. the one, you know. Got it. Um, but I do think that our I think society and like media and stuff or whatever it is, like tends to glorify because it just seems interesting, like the yeah. pol- like polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we think that that's way more common. But every dude I meet is always like, oh, I want to get married. And I'm like, really? Fuck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Could be the industry I'm kind of starting out in. Yeah, yeah, other- yeah. For people sure. in their twenties in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, are at least putting up the facade. That yes, they're like, I do I believe that. Yes,
1: too. there is a big yeah. right. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of people just being raised that marriage is what everyone is mm-hmm. should work for is kind of what they say. Like, I, yeah. it's it's not that I believe that that's for everybody, mm-hmm. right. but I do think that you know growing up, you know, what was it my parents would say, you know, they'd say well one day you'll get up you'll you'll grow up and have a family of your own and you know you'll have a wife and maybe kids or you know something like that mm-hmm. and you know it's sort of like the template I think for what you know modern at least american society is and i think in most con- cultures as well. Yeah. Um you know i think that there's you know, a a fear or or the fact that like even as a a young guy dating, if you if you aren't saying you're interested in those things, there's a question on would she be interested in me? Because in the end, you know, you want to see where it goes and you don't know early in a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: I met I I, um, met this 27 year old. The other day, not as, like, for me, just, like, actually met in yeah. life. And, um, <laughs> uh, and he was telling me that he's, like, oh, I, I can't wait to have, like, kids. I need to, like, give my, uh, my parents uh, grandkids because my on. older siblings, like, aren't doing it. I need to, like, <laughs> he goes, somebody has to be the grown-up in the <laughs> house. That's and scary. I was, like. Look at you. I,
3: know.
0: So <laughs> I might set you guys up. Yeah. 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 That
2: is exactly what I'm looking for.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's like, but we also know like certain things like, you know, how we want to, if we ever had a kid, show them the, movie, the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. you know, which order do we show them? You know, like these are really big questions and things that we one day will look forward to if we get to go that path. Right? So true. So true. Yeah. yeah.
0: What about you, Aish? What are you working on?
1: Um, I think that this experience with the podcast has helped me a lot with my cool girl syndrome that I suffered greatly from, like right before we started this. Um, And yeah, I've just um, been learning to be more confident in what I want and the choices that I make and the people who I want to spend time with. Um, And, you know, being okay with that and being okay with, okay, well, this. guy doesn't like me that doesn't mean anything bad about me yeah when yeah. you fine. say
3: I'm just curious when you mm-hmm. say cool girl syndrome do you mean you thought you were not a cool girl no
1: so cool girl syndrome is the girl who's like yeah I'm so chill I'm like down with whatever you know Oh, okay doesn't want to put pressure on the guy I see because, okay
3: you know yeah. he's gonna find cool. me eventually yeah okay I'm like I'm super cool but <laughs> yeah like
1: cool girl syndrome is like a whole all right it's like, like the nice guy it's guy
0: thing yeah. yeah it's like when you're probably. when you're just gonna play cool and hope that yeah. they're gonna you know actually oh, want more. the relationship but yeah. you're like no no it's cool it's, right. cool. Yeah, like, it's cool like I, I, like i'm no not pressure the, exactly. yeah yeah no no pressure. girls who are like open to we say like with friends with benefits where you're like exactly. you're like oh no no i i don't want a relationship yeah. i'm totally cool right. yeah. And, yeah and and then they're the guys but really like, she does or, yes. and yeah and because we all feel at some point like no, no, I'll convince them. Like yeah. they'll change because yeah. they like spending time with exactly. me so much. I'll right. be enough, and, and then they'll yeah. eventually come around. But it's around. that thing yes. you've
3: said on on past podcasts, which is, um, you know, the a lot of times when people say the first description of what they're looking for, it's the real one. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. you know, and they're like, oh, I'm not really sure, you know, what I'm what I'm doing. They're they're probably, probably not, not really sure. sure what they're doing, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like you know, and I mean, yeah. and that's part
0: of the whole learning curve, it's right? Because we're like, all growing
3: and figuring it out. Yeah, yeah
0: like, and that's yeah. the thing is like we've all done that and we've all been there, and and. I mean, for me, I realized like my growth was and I used to play, I used to play the part of a commitment phobe. Mm -hmm. Like there was a point that I was and then there was a point I was just playing her because I thought it was funnier. I thought people Mm. knew me as that. It was comfortable. I knew what to expect. Yeah. It was keeping me safe in its own way. You know, I didn't have to get close to anybody when I finally was like, oh, wait, this is all a game I'm playing with myself, not even anybody else. Mm -hmm. I was just didn't want to admit that, like, oh, maybe this tough ass girl that you've been playing kind of wants a relationship, you know, and or like one person who actually treats her nicely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then when I finally started stripping that away and being like, it's okay to like be like somebody with feelings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Um, I think I'm still struggling. Like, Megan Wex was on the show, and she had that, like, what... Um, I think it was uh, what Was it the What Men Want episode? No, she talked about the man funnel and, <laughs> uh, and like, you know, dating a bunch of guys to get, like, the right guy. But right. she's also very much about, like, being heart-open and um, about women being, like, more heart-open. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that kind of resonated a bit with me because I think I'm, I'm, st- I still really, really struggle to. I think I'm super loving with like all my friends, you know, you guys, my family. Like I'm so loving, but when I meet somebody, um, the loving comes like six months later. Mm, yeah. Like, and I'm trying hard to like be more, uh, you know, though I do, I still tell people I think you should think first, feel later. I still think that there, that doesn't mean. You can't enjoy, yeah, Yeah. and like enjoy moments. Like I get get really shut down sometimes. Mm -hmm. Even now, like my ex on Christmas, like gave me a trip and I didn't know how to respond. I was like, oh, thanks. That's cool. (laughs) And I like patted him, I think.
3: Yeah. And I was like,
0: and like, that's the stuff that I I still.
3: That's a very big gift to receive, you know. Yeah, it was. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, I think one thing that you're, hitting on also is like from a guy's perspective I always felt like like when you meet a girl like I was I I tend to be pretty upfront and honest and I think that in general if you know people are listening I don't want to blanket statement this for all guys but I think that a lot of guys tend to be pretty direct when it comes to their feelings or thoughts Mm -hmm. and stuff and they don't tend to have a lot of Inside their head, conniving of, you yeah, know, or, yeah, or yeah. thoughts on different things that they might be trying to do. And I feel like if a girl were, to, if I had gone out with a girl and on the first or second date, you know, she was like, wow, you know, cause, you know, okay, so let's say you go on a first date with a girl and, you know, I, I'm talking to her and then she says, uh, at the end of the date, you're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll see, call you in a couple of days or something, you know, it's kind of like that weird, like, you know, or we're all like hooked in every minute nowadays, like, if she were to say, why don't you just call me tomorrow? Like, what a relief, like, for a guy, like, to be yeah. like, okay, so this actually went well enough that, like, she seems to be on board. Yeah. You know, she seems to like me enough for a second date. Like, that would be a huge relief. Definitely. Like, as And well. that stuff,
0: I'll, I'll yeah. admit, like, I'm not bad that way. Yeah. I do, like, right after a date when I get home, I tend to send a thank you message. I'm just, like, I still struggle with speaking. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Feelings, speaking like, I can text you stuff. And show you I'm interested. Yeah. And it's always been like the one beef guys have had with me in the past was like, like, I, I'm an action oriented person. I don't say things as much. Yeah. So oh, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, but I'm fucking here for you. Yeah. This is show you I care. Yep. But they just want to mm-hmm. hear I mm-hmm. care. So I'm trying to like be more. Uh, open with feelings.
4: It's good. Verbal <laughs> yeah. about it.
0: It just—it's very uncomfortable for me, but I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and though that's, I feel like something that I've learned through this, and it's made me more aware uh, of things I need to, you know, try to do as we're going forward.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Be the artisan potato. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Tomato. <laughs> Tomato. Oh, uh, even better. That. <laughs> even
0: better. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, that's just $2. <laughs> I'm
5: like, yeah, I am nice worth tomato. those
0: $2. Oh, that's right. <laughs> A toonie in Canada. Catch me out. I mean, Um, what? friends, listeners, let us know what are your, some like some of your favorite moments. Please email us um, at kindadating@gmail.com. Of at gmail.com. So we're at six questions, <laughs> which Aisha and I have done already, but I might do this again with you because... Life has changed a lot in the yeah. last two and a half years. And I don't think the I answer has to be the I same. <laughs> I don't either. I'll also add that six segment, six questions is one of my favorite segments. Oh, yeah. Same. Because I feel like it's ta- the like so fun. the answers are.
1: Yeah. You learn so much about
0: people. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're going to do this with Jenna and Adam. And I sort of sprung this on them. So. <laughs> it's okay. But it's one of those things that you guys have heard enough that you must have thought about it a little bit. for
3: Sure. <laughs> Adam's like, nope. I, All right. I always think about it, you know, I guess. So
0: whoever wants to go, and then Aisha, you could go too. Okay. So um, we'll, so we'll do Adam, Jen, Aisha as okay. like responses. Okay. So your six questions and listeners... Send us your answers to six questions. I'd love to hear this. If you can tape us a a response, whether it's on audio or video, we'll play it in the episode. Um, What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Uh,
2: Definitely how or if they address me. How or if they address you. Yeah. Noted. So a lot of times I'm in a room with maybe a group of guys and it could be like they don't even notice I'm there. So Mm. definitely no potential partners probably in that Mm -hmm. room. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What about you?
3: Um, I think uh, if. Can you, I'm sorry, can you say it again? I know I I hear this every week. (laughs) I should know this. What is the first (laughs) thing
0: you notice about a potential partner?
3: I think that in the end, I'm going to just. I'm a pretty honest and direct person. I think physicality yeah, sure. um you know I think that you know even when you break down the the sort of what's mentally behind apps like uh, like you know like Tinder or something it's like the it's based off the first impression you get from someone and you know you you try to uh, sort of in the quick glance size up is this someone who might be able to fit in your life? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, do you find them attractive or, you know, something like that? And then, you know, hopefully they have other things to supplement it after that. But that's the first thing I I think. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Totally. Um, I think for me, it's like, the way they stand, which equates to confidence mm-hmm. and how comfortable they are within themselves. Yeah.
3: You don't like slouches. I don't. know. Mm-hmm. No
1: slouches. I'm okay. not
0: a
3: fan. <laughs> we're, we're all
0: like. <laughs>
1: I'm like sitting <laughs> up straight. <laughs> <with> <laughs> yeah. I
0: was like, I slouch all the yeah, time. I, I do too. But we I like to. Too, but we pretend we don't. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, what is your one deal breaker? Uh, personal
2: accountability. Mm. Mm, gotta have it. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, if they're racist or something not like right, that uh, yeah. is like I mean, honestly, like <laughs> I, I'm fortunate that the people I've dated, I don't think there was anyone who ever went out and said something that was like really racist or something. Yeah. But like if <laughs> but I can't imagine like going out on a date with someone and then halfway through they're like, I really don't like these kind of people and you're just like, What?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh my gosh. I could not. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Not sorry about that.
4: <laughs> no,
1: yeah, not sorry, sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> um, someone who does not have emotional intelligence
0: mm, and is very immature. This is a good one. I need that. That's a, a whole episode thing. we need to do on yeah. emotional intelligence. Yes, it is. Okay, my, <laughs> I'm going to write that in my notes. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I'm going to forget. Um, what turns you on? Ooh, um... Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could list like
2: physical qualities that right. turn me on but i'll go with genuine kindness okay uh, that's a good one yeah. yes
3: mm-hmm. i think when someone's very considerate of other people mm-hmm. and very thoughtful um, i also really tend to like people who who have like a passion that they are you know, pursuing. I don't necessarily know that that means they've got it 100 percent locked down and figured out. But, you know, something where you can see that they are really driving towards something. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. really important because uh, I, I, I do live my life that way very much.
1: Um, I think I said this last time, actually, but somebody who's just talented at whatever it is that they do, mm-hmm. like really good at their thing mm-hmm. and like loves that thing. And deep voices.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, can <laughs> there is something deep about
3: voice. deep voices?
1: Oh,
0: voice. yeah. You're, You're right. always like, I wish hey. I had that that, <laughs> that
3: nice podcast voice. That I, um, I, I don't. This is me trying.
0: it's <laughs> Great. Hey, it can all be like lame
3: Batman or something.
0: <laughs> it can all be modulated Love me. Some um, tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships. Ooh.
2: Um, so I'll be the classic. My strength is my weakness. Um, strength is I will like go out of my way to make sure everything is good for you or for whoever I'm dating, making sure that they're happy, they're healthy, they're fed. Um, (laughs) weakness is that I will assume that I'm taking care of all that. Mm -hmm. So it's tough because of like I'm always going to be doing the dishes and I assume Mm. I'm going to be doing the dishes. Sometimes I'll be like, man, I wish they would do the dishes. Mm -hmm. But I should probably say, hey, will you do this for me? Um, And that can be a weakness. But it's also a surprise where they do the dishes and it like makes my entire day. Yeah. Like, cause I didn't have to ask.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's nice. Yeah. What's that? What's the movie where she's like, but I want you to do want to do the dishes yeah. or something.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I forgot what that was, yes. but
3: yeah. I um, want them
2: to be aware that like, I'm always going to be doing the dishes. So if they want so nice, the to do something yeah. nice. That's all they have to do.
1: Yes.
3: Um. <laughs> let's see. So my strengths is, um, I, I I think that I'm pretty driven and that's, that's mm-hmm. my strength there. My weakness is um uh I mean, I think that like for a I'm very so long time perfect. yeah, I think that <laughs> for a long time I didn't really know like what I was doing. Mm. Like I in terms of just life in general and um you know, I definitely feel more confident in who I am now, but I think that you know that probably had, you know, it was, you know, I I don't think that dating in the past was helped by the fact that I was unsure, you know, and I wasn't even sure what city I was going to be in in a little while. Mm-hmm. And, and that for a very long time, I think, you know, it probably meant that, you know, a lot of, I dated some, some nice people out there uh, who are wonderful, but, you know, we're never going to actually be an answer to the question mm. or something like that. Because in the end, you know, I don't think they would have uprooted their lives and, you know, moved across the country. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think that's a thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyway. I didn't, I didn't get the weakness part in that, but.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that in terms of like sure? committing to like a great oh, like boyfriend, God. girlfriend relationship that... or something at that time, you know, like I was dating more and I mean, granted at that age, I feel like a lot of people are yeah, you're out of yeah. college and you're sort of figuring out life and things like that. But um, you know, I think that that's kind of one of the, nope. the main Got things it. that was impacted by that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I uh, you know, I hope that, you know, uh, I I didn't like hurt someone to the point where their mind is permanently bent and warped <laughs> or something. But I'm sure there's a couple exes of mine that, you know, probably aren't happy with me. So <laughs> that's true. It's
0: OK. Yeah. Nobody's ever happy. No, <laughs> I, yeah. I have a few and I didn't even do anything. <laughs> I,
3: that's how it would be
1: like. Um, I mean, ditto what Jenna said. I am strength and weaknesses. I'm such a giver. um, To the point where I will, like, not always necessarily take care of myself and not speak up. I guess also communication is a weakness. Not speak up for, you know, what I want. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do need you to do the fucking dishes today because mm-hmm. I'm fucking tired.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? So, yeah. And I think I'm that's a good that. thing to learn,
0: too, right? <laughs> like, because when we were... um. When I was young, I used to think the same thing. And then I realized, like, nobody's psychic. Nobody exactly. knows what's in my brain. Exactly. And if we've given mm-hmm. off all the signals that yeah. we've got it under control, they don't know it. Yep. And then they're like fully shocked. So, I, and I've yeah. learned from my friends, my girlfriends who do tell their guys everything, mm-hmm. and the dudes just do it. Mm-hmm. And now I've just realized, oh, they just wanna be told. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. And like, as much as, and this is where the whole movie thing comes in, mm-hmm. it's like, the movie version would be so romantic where he just knew.
5: Yeah.
0: But right. nobody just knows. Yes. And yeah. I can say it from being on the other side. Like, I haven't known that the guy wanted compliments. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, if you told me, I would have fucking just given you a million compliments. I didn't know that that's what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Um, So kind of, you know, yeah. maybe works the same way. Exactly. What?
1: Well, I, no, sorry, well, go ahead.
3: Just one thing that, that, that kind of makes me think of, too, is, like, I think about how, you know, in general, like, you know, guys give flowers to girls periodically as, uh, you know, a very nice gesture. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, they like that and so on. But um, what's interesting is that, like, you know, I, I've never been given flowers. So it's like if someone gave me flowers, I'd be like, I will never forget this moment. <laughs> you know, I am so honored. So what you were saying about, like, the compliment thing, like, in a way, it's kind of like the same kind of yeah. thing. But it's like, wow, that's so meaningful. I totally see that. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. That's why I what give if- so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is love? I think okay, I'm going to try to word this in
5: an this. understandable way. Yeah. It's not
2: all goopy in my mind. Um it's being having such a, a deep empathy for your partner or your husband or wife that if they do something you're having trouble understanding, your default reaction is not to get angry.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's to get curious and to ask. Um, because that shows that you're not afraid to show that you don't understand and you're not afraid of their answer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a lot of trust and the ability to realize that you are a team um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you stick together. You know, you kind of you figure things out. I'm not saying, like, stick together through something where people shouldn't. I mean, sometimes there are things that people should break up over, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but. Right. But I do think that there's something about when you look back on your life and you say, like, you know, who have I loved? You know, you can kind of see the couple people or person who is the most they resonate with you Mm -hmm. on another level, even if you don't know them anymore or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I think that's. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think. um it's when you're totally 100% comfortable sharing your most vulnerable parts of yourself and accepting uh, someone else's most vulnerable parts and just, you know, being a team together and being each other's rock and wanting to be there for another person. Mm. Holy
0: Love. Mm. <laughs> um, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you?
3: um let's do this I like it yeah
0: I'll help you yes <laughs> all
2: right
1: I appreciate you you
0: yes. good
1: one, yeah. good one. one.
0: Please.
1: Uh,
3: we do we appreciate yes. you same we yes. appreciate <laughs> you
0: we appreciate all of you listeners thank you so much for thank listening you. to one hundred episodes of the Kinda Dating podcast. And thank you, Natasha, oh, our furious yes. leader for making this whole thing.
3: Yeah. It
0: all came from not your brain girl. Do it without you. <laughs> An idea is nothing without a team. So thank you guys. Um I'm so, so grateful. Uh Please keep continuing to listen to us. Tell your friends it's uh, the best way for us to grow. Um, We have a a website launching soon (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) that will hopefully uh, steer you to more fun information. Uh, Thank you for sharing this journey with us. Tell everybody where they can find you guys on social media. You guys can find me at Aisha Says Dance on all
1: social media platforms.
2: You can find me on the Kind of Dating Twitter account. Uh,
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I am Adam Pineless on Instagram, uh, Twitter, although I don't really update Twitter ever. And then um, I have AdamPineless.com. Nice. Pine like a tree and then the word less.
0: (laughs) Um, Guys, listen uh, and follow us uh, on social media. We are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Kind of Dating. I am on Facebook and Instagram at Natasha Chandel and Twitter, Natasha underscore Chandel. Once again, thank you for downloading 100 episodes of our show. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, we'd be so grateful. Uh, Remember, there's a video version of the podcast. It's on YouTube.com slash Natasha Chandel. Subscribe, share, comment, and send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. You're going to have to say this one for me. And I lastly. know it seems tough out there. <laughs> but, but just, just try. try. Just try, guys. Till next time. <laughs> kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co host and our social media producer. Our audio engineer is Adam Pineless. Jenna Ribbing is our associate producer. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.